Sup, girl? How you doing? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to let her take over this one. <laughs> Welcome back to Bleep That Out. If you're watching this, I'm going to be recovering with a fucking bruised nose. Savannah, this is our first episode where we have chairs. It is so much more comfortable than that rug. The are rug these, was nice. These are cute, these too. These are super cute. I feel like we could get really nitty-gritty with these. I love them. I love them. And I like that they spin because that's like a fun little... I like that you can't sit in your fucking cross-legged position that you did on the rug that terrified everybody. If you watched on YouTube, I'm so sorry. But if you also saw what I posted on Instagram, Savannah, the amount of DMs that I had on my personal page being like, I could not get it together. The one person, I'm going to call her out because she was on the radio. Do you know Tina from... Um, yes. KDWB, she was like, no, because that looks so comfortable. I was like, you're psycho. You're I got you, Tina. It's real comfortable, girl. Shout it's out real to Tina. She doesn't work for KDWB, but if you're local, she doesn't work there anymore. But if you are local, then you know who she is. She was like, she was the only one on your side. So you both are so fucking crazy. Funny. Honestly, I don't even know that like my body moves in weird ways because I'm hypermobile. So it's like I extend my joints without even noticing it. Same with like when we were in New York. I, like, yeah, and I know that about you, but people didn't know that. And they're like, huh? Yeah. How no, the fuck? It's a... It's a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill. I just look like a distorted pretzel. It's fine. It was comfortable for the time being. <laughs> distorted pretzel. It's the fact that you literally said you look like the Flintstones on Instagram this morning, and now I'm like, I can't unsee it. You should have never said that. Doesn't it look like it? Yeah, low key. I know. Someone was like, you should put on a high ponytail. It would mo- look more like it. I'm like, yeah, and a pearl necklace, too. I'm like, Facts. Then it would really look like You should have like done it. your bubble braid. Facts. I should have. But I was trying to go for like Pilates mom, but like edgy Pilates mom type vibes. Oh. You know, kind of a little more. I'm getting like um, Long Island medium vibes. Like you're from fucking New Jersey. I could see Block the car on and get the fuck out the house. Make sure you take the dog with you, you dirty huh? Honestly, I could see it. If I, I could, could do too. a Jersey accent, I could totally do it. Yeah, I love it. I the love long it. brown hair. You got the Italian in you. I know. Uh, actually, if I was just a little tanner, then I feel like I could really no, just... No, there's some pale ones out there. That is true. You're not as hairy, but you're also completely... <laughs> Laser hair removal. Yeah. Eh. That was so fucked up. You're not as hairy. I'm so sorry to any Italian that's hairy out there. I love ya. Uh, right. I love ya. She's a cheater. She just got all hers removed, okay? Yeah, we don't want the long hair. It stays. Everything's good. So we, um, I will be recovering from nose surgery by the time that this launches. We wanted to kind of pre-film just so I didn't have to be all bloody and bruised on camera. Something that the last few episodes, we, the first ones, we kind of just did our intro that was at your house. The second one, we, the last two, we just kind of did some New York fashion week talk. We did some random talk. Now we're jumping into like the real life way that we want bleep that out to be. So when Savannah and I were talking, we're like, we watch best friend podcasts, right? We want to kind of get to know what's out there in the industry. We want to be a little different, right? Something that Savannah and I really pride ourselves on in our social medias is really interacting. There's a lot of people that get so large that they can't keep up with the engagement. And that's true. Keeping up with your DMs is really hard. I mean, even at your level, you're like, I'm fucking drowning. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. imagine like the bigger you get, you just got to find the balance. So the way I do that is I love to put out questionnaires. It's easier to read through. They don't get as lost. And then we get to hear back from you guys way more. So something that Savannah and I are really passionate about is making sure that you guys are able to engage with us the way that we want and the vision for us. So again, like I said, our first few episodes were not that way. Um, But from the future on, our idea, which we think would be kind of fun, Mm -hmm. is every week we're going to be like, what do you guys want us to talk about? Do you want to share something funny? Do you have a random spicy question you want to ask us? Do you want to ask us about Haley and Justin Bieber? What do you want to talk to? Like, what do you want to hear from us? Also, that helps us understand, like, what content to put out there for you. 
and we are always going to produce something for someone out there that wants to hear it. But our creative idea that we had had is every week what we'll do is we'll write all those options down and we'll pick them out of a funny random hat, whatever, whatever prop we want to use. That'll be kind of like the fun thing. Like we'll find a random prop to put all these uh, questions in and then we'll just pick them out of the hat. That also means that we don't know what is coming and we literally just have a random statement, question, whatever. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Unfortunately, right now, this week, I just, because I, again, we wanted to shoot right before my nose. Mm-hmm. So we're just pumping out the content. So And that's like in five days. Like we got like limited yes, time. <laughs> we got limited time and a lot of things going on until then. So instead of me at like reading off the questions, I put out a questionnaire on Instagram. If you're not following on Human 2, that's where they will be. Bleep That Out does not have its own platform yet, but eventually in the future, we'll let you guys know. But for now, you're going to find us at Human 2. That's pretty much where all this is going to be housed. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of me asking the questions though, Savannah is going to go through and ask some random questions because normally it's me that picks them. So, and I can talk now. So that's a nice bonus. I know the you're last not two weeks, guys. You got to hear a whole nother side of me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, ooh, I'm nervous. Cause I haven't even, I've been at coffee all day and like I've been out with meetings and stuff and I haven't even read through these. So I'm very eager to see what some of these questions are. I know I'm like are loving some of these questions. Okay, I know that you kind of talked about moving away from family on this episode, right? Of human, yeah. of your, I think I'm human two episodes. So we're gonna skip that one, but if you wanna know about that, go and watch her podcast. Um, I think let's good. Let's start with this one. I was reading through it earlier. Um, okay, let's talk financials. How to save in your twenties and not waste money? Because I'm the queen of wasting money, so I need to hear this too. <laughs> Oh, you want me to answer this? I feel like we both have two very different... Well, you come from having experience with like working with money because before you quit your job, you were an accountant, right? Yes. So you know how to save, budget, all of that. I'm not a good budgeter. I've never been someone who can save money. I am the type of person that's like, you know what? Life is short. Buy it. So to save money, I just work harder. I don't save more. I just work harder so that I have money to spend, to be honest. So I'm not a good one to ask. Something I used to tell my clients that were younger, because a younger community is different than teaching an older community. So let's start there. Younger, you're in that phase of exactly what you just said. I'm young. I'm going to buy it. The one thing I used to tell my clients is I would say, so say you want a pair of $100 shoes, Mm -hmm. but you also really want to save and you're like, I have never savings ever, blah, blah. What you're going to do is until you can put the exact amount of what those shoes cost in your savings and you can still buy them, you can't purchase. And why I would tell people that is because we are in the culture of instant gratification. Oh yeah, huge. Sometimes you don't even fucking care about the shoes, you just want them. You You never even wear them. They sit in your closet. It's that dopamine rush of making a purchase. So then that means, say it takes you a month to save that hundred bucks in your savings account, and then it takes you a second month to save up for the shoes. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, you're going to be looking at $200 in your savings account because you're not going to buy the shoes. That so goes true. with anything. I used to say that too about telling people how to pay down their credit cards mm-hmm. instead of like every time you spend $10 at Starbucks, you have a $10 Starbucks bill and you pay $10 to your credit card. I spend way more than that at Starbucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was kind of like what I would tell people, especially in their early 20s, their yeah. youngers, just because it gets you to the mindset of, do I really want this? And if I do, I'm going to work twice as hard to get it. You're going to appreciate it more. And you're also going to have a savings and or you're going to be paying down your debts. 
That's actually a re really good way to do it. My parents, when I was younger, like in my teen years and I just started working, they were like, make sure that you like divide the hours you would have to work to pay for what you want. So if you do want that $200 pair of shoes, think about how many hours you'd have to work to actually make the $200. And most of the time I'd be like, yeah, no. Now I don't do that because I'm just like, well. Isn't that terrifying? It is. It's crazy. I'm like, I'd have to work 10 hours. I'm like, huh? Yeah. That's a lot of hours. Do you remember being like in, in your early days of like working and it'd be like a $12 an hour, 15 hour job and you go out to drinks and you have one drink that costs $12. Right. You're like, you're like I have night. to work an hour of my life to pay for what? Hell no. It's insane. Get a side hustle for sure. That's another thing that I like if you're for me growing up, I was always crafty. So I would make crafts and sell them and do like little side things or like cookies. You could do a bake sale, like little stuff like that actually goes a long way. Yeah. Like that was like my little, when I was younger, I would always do little side hustles like that. It was always with family too. So they had no choice but to buy it. I was like, here, I'm selling cookies at Thanksgiving. Buy them. Buy them. I'm dead. <laughs> no, that's always a good idea too. We, Raphael and I talk about that all the time of like, work your real job to fund your side hustle, build your side hustle big enough to support so you don't have to work your real job. I love that. So, yeah. Cause that's how it should be. Honestly. You sound like me when you're reading a question, you're not listening to the answer and then you respond. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that. No, like, I love that because like it's not me. Right, you're like actually this is nice. I'm just chilling. I'm comfy. It's honestly so nice because then you can actually think about what you want to say versus like being trying to read and be like, wait a second, what do I want to uh -huh. say to that? Uh -huh. Um, this is a good one, which I feel like you and I both. I haven't had a friendship this long, but I feel like you probably actually I have. But letting go of an eight-year-old BFF friendship that's been one-sided and gets mad when I tell her my feelings. Because that's tough. Eight years is a long time. And I feel like a lot of time, time gets in the way of feelings sometimes. That goes with relationships, friendships, you name it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw the little side eye she gave me. Yeah. No, because we're going to have a totally different answer at this. Because she's going to be like, time matters. I'm like, fuck the time. I, I think time only matters when you're looking at the grand scheme of things. But then also, to your point is... Time, also think about the time that you're going to waste trying to make it work if you really know it's not going to work. If there's a piece of you that, like, it's salvageable, great. Try and try and do that. But if it's not and you know that, maybe the time isn't worth wasting. You can still be friends. You just don't have to be best friends, you know? I agree. No, let me not say I agree. I understand where your point is. I And I don't want to say a human being is, is equated to or equal to a used car, right? Say you've been in this car, right? You've used it. You love this car, but this car is literal shit. Are you going to continue to pour in thousands of dollars to just get it to run for how much longer? How much longer is this car going to keep going? At one point, you know, it's got to go. Like it's just over. Like, yes, could we keep duct taping it, zip tying it, taking it to the mechanic? Like, is the car still metal? Is it still worth something? Yeah. You could like, there's still value there. Like, no matter what, you could have the car for 100 years. That metal is still going to be worth a value. But why are we going to continue to pour in the money, the time, when you know at the end of the day, it's got to go? So true. You'd rather put money and time into something that is going to work for you long term. So instead of buying a brand new car, go buy a house. That, that's the equity. That's like, you're a house to me, right? Like, yeah. it's not like at one point you're not going to clunk out. I mean, maybe. Like, that's how, like life goes on. Maybe one day you're like, you move from a house to a car and I, or I move to a car from you. Like, and yeah. I'm talking in examples, but when you marry someone, you hope that they're a house, but sometimes they're a fucking car and like, they are no longer valuable. You're pouring your energy into something that's dead, a friendship, like 
shit, I even look at my family sometimes. Like, yeah. I thought they were a long-lasting fucking mansion that could never crumble, and now they're a car that I let go of, and I didn't even right. sell it for anything. I literally, I didn't get anything out of it. Like, I literally just let it go, and I'm like, damn. Well, I know that was like a very weird adjective, and again, I'm not trying to equate people to a monetary value, but I just think a lot of people put a lot of work into things. For sure. No, I definitely agree with that. That was, like, really, that was a really good analogy, though. Honestly, the whole car thing, that was a really good analogy. I do think that it's all about your own self-growth, too. Like, you're going to grow in a friendship. You're going to grow outside of that friendship. And if, for some reason, that friendship or relationship is what's holding you back from your growth, you really have to take that into consideration. Because if you look at your life today, it's going to be so different tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Ten years. Ten years. I mean... And then you think about the pain that you're in with this friendship or relationship now, okay, it's only going to heighten because life gets busier, it gets harder, you have more things going on. So you really want to like sit down and think about who's in your circle and who's not and who really has your back and who's speaking the same things to your face as they are behind your back because that's super, super important. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's, that's a very hard thing in every relationship, every friendship, it's situational. I think it's all situational. So that's the big thing is you really got to take a look at, is this worth pouring my money into or not? Yeah. Is this worth pouring my energy? Is this worth pouring more time? If it is, I love that for you. Make sure the other person is putting in that same amount of effort because it's a two-way street. Every relationship, every friendship, like you have to put in the same energy. And, mm-hmm. and especially in a relationship, I don't believe in 50-50. I believe we all show up at 100%. There's going to be days where... I have to pull a 120 because Raphael's at an 80. I have to pull, or I'm at an 80 and Raphael needs to pull 120. Like, I believe that you both should be, and I mean a relationship, like a, a really dedicated relationship. It's it's important to be at 100% all of the time or as much as possible. Friendships, it's more like 50-50 because yeah. we have other things going on, but... For sure. Um, there is another bee in this studio, and I swear to God, if that comes over I here, prom- we'll be fine. You will hear me scream. You will hear I, me scream. My last episode that I recorded, I literally... Yeah. I'm like, I already killed one, and that was a lot for me, okay? That's the, I can I'm only handle that today. I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, let's talk body image. I feel like this ha- is huge in the world that we live in now because this how to deal with comparison, especially in social media craze world, all about seeing things. How That's like a loaded question. But I want to talk about that because you've been getting a lot of hate online about your weight recently, and that's something that is sad to me because when you think about people that are grieving like the, just because the your dad passed what almost a year ago now which is really really hard RIP. yeah which is really hard it's like grief is not linear it doesn't mean that she's healed she's still dealing with the grief internally and externally so body image is something that I feel like is highlighted a lot lately with your page, my page, because if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I talked about how I'm on semi-glutide and losing weight that way, um, which I'm very open and honest about. But I feel like in the world we live in now, body image is something that is a free-for-all. Everyone thinks they have a say at what you weigh, what you look like, how you dress, and it does affect people's mental health. 100%. Um, I think everybody, everybody is situational. <laughs> That's another situational thing. You are correct, like grief, but that wasn't what hit me right away. I think it was grief, grieving a family, Mm -hmm. um, stress, stress. Also, like around all this, 
again, it, there was so many things that were going on behind the scenes. I'm building a business. I'm building a pocket. Mm-hmm. Like I'm building more and it's, it's, ex- I don't want to say it's exhausting. It's tiring, but I'm not tired of it. Yeah. I think it's just stressful how I deal with it. It's a hard, I have a different, I have a different belief in certain things, but I also know I have thick skin. So something to me that I don't like is when people are like, oh, you're too this or you're too that. And it's like, if I were to be like, oh, you're too fat. Like you can't, what the fuck? Like you can't say that. (laughs) And not even like, I can't, but I wouldn't like, there was someone that was like, you're too skinny. It's concerning. And I'm like, you're too concerned. It's concerning. Like, Babe, I look at myself in the mirror every day. Like, I've had my mom call me being like, oh, my God, I'm scared. Like, what's going on? I can tell you're stressed. You're losing too much weight, blah, blah, blah. Like, babes, we see each other. Like, we see our, ourselves every day. But on the, on the flip side of that, where I have the mindset is it is so beautiful to be unique to yourself. Mm-hmm. It, where I deal with comparison, I don't like to compare myself to others. It'll consume you. It's the thief of joy, for sure. One thousand percent. And it doesn't bother me what other people look like. If anything, I'm in so much support. And if someone's got the body that I want, like I don't mind being skinny, but I want to be healthy. Like I need you and I have talked about this. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's great to be skinny. Cool. Whatever. But like at the end of the day, like we're still not healthy. Like I had to climb seven flights of stairs and I was out of fucking breath. And I'm sitting here like, I got to get my bitch ass to the gym. I don't care if I weigh a hundred pounds or 200 pounds. I want to be muscle. Like that's what I care about. Toned. So if I look at other people online, I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm not like, fuck her. She's like fit. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn, I want to like, that's motivation to me. If I yeah. see something online, I don't compare in a negative mindset. I'm like, okay, I need to watch which, like, how can I get to there? Um, and I just, uh, you and I are both the very, very much the same of like, it's not what you weigh. It's how healthy you are. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's so many followers. There's so many listeners out there that are healthier than we are. They might weigh more, but who gives a fuck? Like, it's not about the number on the scale. You and I talk about that all the time. Like, I do not ever give a single shit about what I weigh. I don't give a single shit about what other people weigh. As long as you're happy, you're healthy. Um, And look internally, too, because it's like, if you're looking at someone being like, oh, I wish I could look like her or I wish I could look like him, like look internally and make sure that your own insecurities aren't feeding that hatred or that like anger or resentment or that comparison because that's going to be that's going to be your downfall before you even start. And everyone has to start somewhere. I think that's another huge piece of it. It's like if you don't like where you're at, you are the only one who has the power to change it and you can do it because it's like people do it all the time. You just have to have the motivation to do it, which I think is one of the hardest mm-hmm. things to make a change is one of the hardest, especially things. for me. Motivation is not my strong suit. When you read that question, I took it more as, okay, so we are constantly online, right? We're looking yeah. at other people online all the time. How do you get through comparison of what other people look like? What other people do? How do you get through that? That's how I read that question. Yeah, no, that actually, that's a good way to spin it. Honestly, I feel like the comparison for me isn't more as much with looks, I would say it's more so at success, which sounds no weird. That's valid. But it's like more so success. When I see, when I know the work that I'm putting in and I see other people online who have this video that pops off and it's like, okay, what, what did they do that made it so special? And I try to like analyze it and get in my perfectionism brain. But then I have to remember to take a step back and be like, you know what? 
it's just how it is. And keep working. Don't let that change my work ethic because the minute that it changes my work ethic, I have a problem and I'm not delivering what I can because I'm putting too much energy into what they're doing versus what I'm doing. So I actually recently started to like unfollow people. Honestly, I'm like, if it's not bringing me joy when I see it, why do I have to follow? Whether I know you in my personal life or not, or if you were someone that I just connected with over online and I once liked your stuff, I've just started to unfollow because I'm like, if it's not bringing me joy and it's making my like way of thought change, then why would I want that negativity yeah. in my day to day? And nothing, no ill will on that person. That person did nothing wrong. It's my own personal feelings. But if I have to do that for, to protect my peace right now, then I have to. Preach, sister. I'm huge into that. I've told you that. I was like, if you're seeing someone on your page and you're like annoyed that you're seeing them, you don't have to see them. Like the unfollow button is free. It actually is because of you because otherwise I wouldn't have unfollowed because I get butt hurt when people unfollow. Like if I notice, I'm like, oh, like why do you want to But follow? you don't want people that don't support you following you anyway. It's so it's so like true. vice versa. If you're not supporting somebody, go ahead and unfollow. Like, or if they're bringing you um, some anxiety or like, again, they're stealing your joy. I unfollowed all the Kardashians. I unfollowed all celebrities yeah. just because I was like, their life is just not obtainable to what I'm working for right now. And I, and you get in that comparison. Yeah. I think another thing that is so important for people to remember when you do get in that mindset and mm-hmm. maybe before you unfollow, try to sit and remember everybody goes through shit, bullshit, whether they go through some straight up bullshit, whether they make a million dollars a month or whether they make a thousand dollars a month, life's fucking hard. It's, it's not all glamorous. When you look at the NFL wives or the NBA wives or the, the MLB wives and they're online saying like, it's stressful. Your husband can get traded at any day. Read through their comment section. People attack them and are like, yeah, but your husband makes this. Like you can't cry. You can't be upset. And I'm sitting here like, let me tell you something. If my husband were to be like picked up and moved any given day, I would not be okay. You yeah, wouldn't no. be okay. If you were to be like, yeah, my kid's five years old. We just enrolled him in school. He's at T-ball and tomorrow it could be gone. They could be moved. Like you're not going to be okay with that. So just because someone's online saying, or just because someone's husband makes a shit ton of money, like money is not solving all problems in anyone's world. I think at the end of the day, just everybody's got problems yes, right now my life might look lavish, right? Traveling and all this stuff. Like I still, every fucking day I'm sad about my dad. Like Mm -hmm. it is what it is. There's things that people go through. You just got to let it go and just be like, they go through some shit too. We, my dad used to always say this, show up to the table with your top three problems, lay them all out. Everybody go through their problems. Nine times out of 10, you're going to take back your own problems because you are equipped to handle those you have handled them for so long. It's almost like, yeah, it's a problem, but I'm used to it. And I, I'd rather that than what you're going through and you, and vice versa. Um, I also think everything is on your own plate, your successes, your trials, your tribulations, because that's what God had for you. That's what the world had for you. Whatever you believe in, the universe put it on your plate. God put it on your plate because that's what you're equipped for. Like med school was not in my fucking cards. Would it be awesome to be like, yeah, I'm this, this, and this. I'm an FNP or whatever the hell. Like, cool. That would be great. But that was not for me. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, I'm lesser because Savannah's got some letters before her name. I'm like, no, she just had the mind. She had the motivation. She had the willpower. She had the drive. And a lot of the times you fucking complained about med school and you're like, that was the hardest shit I've ever been through. And I'm sitting here like, wouldn't that be so cool? But I also know like it came with a lot of bullshit that she had to persevere through and she did. So at the end of the day, just know that 
just shut up and unfollow them. <laughs> Everyone's journey is different. So you do you, they'll do them and just live happy. Whatever brings you joy is a really positive, positive thing. Right. Okay. Let's ask the next question. Sorry. Oh. I know that one was kind of long. Y'all. No, I love it. What's your guilty pleasure? That's a tough question. Cause I would say shopping. Like if I'm sad, shopping always cheers me up. Like just fun. Guilty pleasure. I don't really feel. Yeah. I would say probably like shopping. Cause I'm like, that is kind of like, I do feel guilty every time, but it does bring me pleasure. So guilty pleasure. I literally can't think of like, what, what would you say that I have a guilty pleasure of? Like, I don't really Hot have. Cheetos. I was going to say, mine's probably food. Hot Cheetos. I, well, I, I was going like to say food. I was going to say food for me. I would say ice cream. Like, I need to have my ice cream at night for sure. Or like something sweet at the end of the night. Like, I, I'm a sweets person. Like, you can go online and order a shit ton of stuff and have a box delivered at your door. I like that for you because you get happy twice. You get happy when you book it or when you buy it. Then you get happy when it arrives. Me, if I'm like, you're like, I'm down to spend $100 on shoes. I'm like, I'm down to go to a restaurant and spend $200 and just... The experience. The experience. Be full. Be with my friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, damn. that That's my guilty pleasure for sure. Because then I'm like, damn, we have groceries in the fridge. We spent $100 at the grocery store for no fucking reason because I'm out to eat every night anyways. Yeah, that's definitely mine. And then I look back at the end of the month and I'm like, damn, we ate out a lot. Right? But then you think about, I always am like, look at how much time I saved by not cooking. Don't put that one in my mind. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to like Don't put that feed in my into mind. it because I'm usually Raphael with you. Raphael will show up at your house in a little bit and like punch you. Right? Honestly, I'm like, I'm usually with you when we're going out to eat. So I'm like, I love it because then we go out to eat and we have an experience. It's perfect. I love that. Yeah, no, not for me. I love it. Okay, let's... A couple of people asked this question, so I think it's one that we should highlight because it is kind of interesting. All right, let's hear it. Um, so we were talking about how our goals, and we have a lot of things happening over the next year. What are... Uh, want to know more about goal setting and taking risks? And that, I feel like, is such a broad question, but it also is such a good question because to set goals is a risk in itself. Because if you set a goal, you have to eventually live up to that goal or you hope to hit that goal. And that's a risk of you believing in yourself at the end of the day. Because you have to believe in yourself enough to set that goal in the first place. You answer first. What? You answer first. Okay, or is I, that your answer? No, I would say goal setting. Start, for me personally, I'm a perfectionist. I have a really, really hard time because I'm also very goal-driven. And this is something that I touched about last week is like you have to celebrate even small wins because small wins are still wins. And so to you, it might be like, okay, I am depressed today. I can't get out of bed. That is still a win. If you get out of bed, any goal you set, whether it's small or large is still a goal and you should be happy when you reach it. Risks should be taken. It shouldn't be like a risk is a risk. You don't want to play it safe all the time, but take your safety into consideration. Like if it's something that you're like, I don't know if I should do this because there's actually like a physical risk, maybe don't do it. But if there's not, and it's like, you might lose out of a hundred bucks, but your chances to win 200, believe in yourself. Don't take encourage a risk. people to gamble. <laughs> I'm like, believe in yourself, take a oh risk. Oh my God, she's telling people to gamble right now. Literally, that's the only <laughs> thing I can Trigger warning, of. addiction. <laughs> you want kidding. a medium or large star risk? Go for the large. <laughs> Always. I think, um... When I just talked about this in my moving across the country episode or oh, like moving did? out of your hometown, I talked about um, comfortability. So I think risk in general, getting out of your comfort zone is taking a risk, right? Because yeah. failure. And I mentioned in that where 
my idea of failure is not even trying. Your idea of failure is trying and failing. And I'm like, to me, that's not failing. To me, that's like, you set a goal, you took a risk. Did you maybe have a loss? Yeah. Think of the market. Like when you learn. Think of stocks. Like think of the house market. When you buy a house, there's a huge risk that the market mm-hmm. could crash. But ride it out. Sometimes yeah. it comes back. Whatever. Now I'm getting into like. And there's short term and long term goals for sure. I know. I was like, who am I sitting next to, Raphael? Where are you? Right. Oh my God. I've been with this, this man way too long. Anyways, I just think that with any new task, challenge, life thing that you're changing, there's going to be a risk. And I think if your goal is worth it, mm-hmm. the risk does not matter. My goal for human two as a whole comes with a lot of risk. It comes with a shit ton of risk. It comes with a lot of, say for example, let me just give, like, let me be real and raw with you guys. So Catherine Neebs funds the editing for bleep that out. Mm-hmm. Bleep that out doesn't have money coming in. We're not getting a shit ton of downloads. We're not viral on TikTok. Brands aren't like, oh my God, we love Catherine and Savannah. Not yet. <laughs> right. But there, not that, yet. that right there, my mindset isn't, damn, this shit's expensive. Like Savannah, we got to wrap it up. My mindset's how can we touch more people? How can mm-hmm. we grow? One day the goal is for that to brands yeah. to be like, we would love to have a photo on this wall where it says, just do it sponsored by Nike. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like that's the goal. Yeah. That's the long-term goal, but that's the risk right now is spending the money to touch more people. We want to get out there. We want people to hear us. We want people to know who we are. We want people to feel less alone. We want to talk about shit that go, like girls go through and, and wives and doctors yeah. and, and content creators. And w- like, we're more than just a doctor. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah. I'm more than just a wife. Let's talk about that. Like, but that's worth the risk to me for people to listen and to know who we are and to know that they're not alone is worth the cost that bleep that right. out costs right now. Well, and the fear of being stagnant, I say is so much worse than taking that risk. Like I would way rather take a risk and quote unquote fail or not get to where I want to be because you learn, you learn in the process to make it better for the next goal that you set. And there's always some benefit. Even if you feel like you didn't hit that goal, there's always some benefit. It's fun to try. And, mm-hmm. and I talked about that again in like the moving across the country topic of like, I think it's your future telling you work for this because we have this, we have this, we're a couple years ahead, but we got this cat, start working for it. My one thing that, and then, and then if you don't, that's where I think regret comes from. Mm -hmm. It's your future self being like, you could have like, you're a little, you're, you're like, when you're born, I believe that like God has a plan for you. The universe has a plan, whatever you believe in you know how they say like everything's meant to be like everything happens for a reason. I truly, truly believe that it wouldn't be in your mind if it wasn't there for a purpose or reason. Right. And again, like I I talked about last episode, I was like, I moved to Minnesota without fucking knowing. Mm -hmm. And imagine if I stayed in Florida and I didn't have the relationship with my dad, I would have had massive regret knowing like the day he died. And if I was in Florida and I hadn't had a really good relationship with him, I would have had so much regret on my heart and in my mind now I feel like not feel good about his death, but I feel good about the relationship I had with him, knowing that I have no regrets when it comes to my dad. And that's such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It was a massive risk for me to move out of my hometown away from everything I ever knew, the family, the friends, the boyfriend, like it was everything in me, but I knew something in the future was telling me like, I belong here. And now looking back, I'm like, I say yeah. all the time, I wish I would have done New York or Chicago. And now I'm like, I have no regrets. 
I do know now that it's my time to move out of Minnesota though. So that's where I'm like, mm-hmm. I know the future of me is saying, Kat, your time in Minnesota is done because that was what you were here for. Yeah. So you're here for me now. I know. And that, and I was <sighs> just about to say, and like cultivating the relationships and meeting my husband and like, there was so many things that came with Minnesota, but now it's all of us are like, okay, now's our time to move out. We're all saying that too. So it's yeah. like, there's a lot of risk, but there's a lot of reward waiting for us because that's our future saying like, yeah. jump. Jump, and go, the unknown do is it. Scary. The unknown is yeah. so scary. Like that, I think is what stops most people. Is like, well, it could go this way or this way, and I'm gonna, in my mind, think that it's gonna go the way that I don't want it to. So I'm not even gonna try. But yeah. then, don't set such high goals. But the thing is, is, like, you should set those goals. Don't let that insecurity feed that thought process. Of, like, you don't want to set goals at all because you're afraid of failure. Oh my gosh, that bee's coming closer. Oh my gosh. So my idea on that, stop it. You're fine. They're not going to mess with us. And if he does, I'll mess him up. My idea on that is set a, set a great goal, right? But set a game plan for your goal because it doesn't happen overnight. Strategy. Yes. Come up with a plan day by day. So like, I want this in a year, Mm -hmm. but what does my next year look like for the next 365 days? So yes, I want this in a year, but what am I going to do? For 365 days, it's an inch every day. That's all you have to do. Again, wake up, brush your hair, brush your teeth. Some days that's, that's all it is. And the next day you might run a two miles and you're trying to build up to the half marathon, whatever the case. It's going to be a while till I run two miles. I'll tell you that right now. Right. What are your goals for the next year? Cause there's a lot of exciting things. Like, oh my God. There's so many moving pieces that mm-hmm. I personally usually do like my goal planning at like the beginning of the year, like my big, big goals, but like little goals, like what are some goals that you have for you coming up? I feel like I have a lot of big ones right now. Um, I want to continue to build human two as its own brand and its own business. I want to move. I, those are like my big, big ones though. I want to take these shows live. I think it would be so cool. Instead of reading it off a phone, people in the crowd can answer. People can interact. They can give their own input. Like there's going to be times where you and I have answers that somebody didn't want that answer and they wanted a different one, but somebody else in the crowd can give that answer that they're looking for something along those lines. My big, those are my big ones. Um, my smaller goals are to just be more present. I think right now when you're building online, so much of it's on your phone, Mm -hmm. so much is, meeting with someone in this state, meeting with someone in this state, like it's not going for coffee. So I'm constantly on my phone. I'm constantly checking it. I'm constantly engaging. I need to figure out how to hone back because when you're building something, Mm -hmm. you have to give it your all. But at the same time, you're constantly building other things. You're building friendships. You're building your relationship. Um, I'm building as a dog mom. Like every day I want to continue to build my bond with my dog or with my husband or my friends. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And a lot of people sometimes like, they get dropped and it's not that I'm dropping you. It's just that I have so many things. Like I can only juggle so much. It's true. I mean, you're human at the end of the day. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so much you can do in a day. And there's, if people, and this sounds so terrible and I don't mean it in a terrible way, but if people aren't bringing you that value at that stage in your life where you need, then yeah, there is a potential for them to be dropped, which is sad, but it's not because you don't like them. It's just because, you're growing and you have to like prioritize your time in your day because there's things that have to get done. And those you always have to prioritize like work. The hardest part about being online is like, there is no clock out. Like it is around the clock. And I felt like I, for the first time in New York, 
felt what you felt where you're like, it's hard to be present because you're on your phone because it's hard to live in that moment and take it all in and have conversations with people while you're trying to post and write a caption and edit a photo because you're like, I want to get it out so everyone can see, but I also at the same time want to be present. So it is a battle. Like it Mm -hmm. is a lot to manage. Yeah. And and, and I mean, and when I say drop, like dropping balls, um, Again, it doesn't mean that that's a forever thing. It's sometimes you just got to focus on your heaviest ones. You got to figure out how to delegate your heaviest ones. And until that happens, um, and maybe that ball that you dropped no longer wants to be your ball. Yeah. Maybe they're like, you know what? Like you dropped me and I don't respect that. I understand what you got going on, but like I needed more time and attention. Mm -hmm. That's their, that's their choice too. But that's why I try very hard to be open and honest about like, I love you dearly. I don't want to lose this friendship, this relationship. Um, I don't want to give this up, but right now I can't hold it all. And that's up to them. It's up to that person or whatever the case totally to decide if they want to walk away or if they want to hang on or if they want to say, what can I fucking help with? Like, right. That's the respond. other thing. That's the other thing. Like yeah. it's all about some, and like it, for example, you know all my hopes and dreams and the things that I'm grinding for. And I sit down and you understand it. You say, how can I help you? My mom even is like, what can I take off your plate? Some mm-hmm. people are like, good job. Good luck. Call me when you're free. Um, right. Some people are like, I got my own shit going on. So like when it works out, it works out. Like, I don't know. And so. it comes and goes in waves. There's going to be times when it's like you said in relationships, you come in with a hundred and sometimes one person in a friendship is going to have to pick up that little bit of extra slack because the other one's going through something. That's normal. That's life. Yeah. But if it's always one-sided, that's when I'm like, oh, we got to revamp this if we want to continue long-term. Otherwise, the ball gets dropped and then the ball never gets picked back up. And that's okay. That's a totally different story too, though. Yeah. Like if it's one, yeah. Okay. That's a whole different story. Oh, bleep that out. Bleep. Bleep that, bleep that out. out. Ask a question. You pick one. Oh, shit. Oh, do you have it up? No. I can look at it. Do see. one more and then I'll pick one. Okay, let's see. I'm like trying to read... Oh, here's a good one. I kind of feel like we might have covered this in um, our friendship episode on I Think I'm Human 2 podcast, but jealousy and friends, because I feel like jealousy in general is tough, especially when you're out there on camera because people see everything. I think it goes back into the same answer of the comparison game. Um, at the end of the day, it just is what it is. I think different relationships, different friendships have different bonds. They bring different things to the table. They help out in different ways. They understand in different ways. I think that's something that you and I bonded so quickly over. Mm-hmm. You get it. You get what it's like to be on camera. You get what it's like to be pulled apart. You get what it's like to be feeling like you're not enough for your husband because you're so focused here. You feel like you never get enough time for yourself. Like you just get it. You also understand when you show up to a room at an event, like you got to turn all the bullshit off. Like until you make it, you got to just smile and just not let anything else in the way. I do think that every relationship has different reasons and different seasons Mm -hmm. for being there. There's probably going to be some times where like, I'm doing something and you can't do it and it, you feel like something's going on or vice versa or like you go, you have your other job and you I'm like... You got something to say, girl? Yeah, I'm deep to you. I'm like... Um, I just think that... Yeah. Comparison is just so hard. Jealousy's hard. I don't know. I try not to be. It's a normal human response. 
I'm so, not good at answering these because I'm just so thick skin where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that peop- it develops over time. I, I know very few people that are just born with thick skin. Usually it's because they've gone through things in their life that they've had no choice but to be like, all right, this is what I was dealt with. Preach. Gotta buck up and go. But like the people that don't have those battles, that's okay. They're just, they take it more personally. So I admire people with thick skin because I have thick skin to a point. And then once that point, the thick skin ain't there. But like, if you go out to dinner with a friend, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like, why are you doing that? I'm like, good. Like fucking give me an hour off. (laughs) The root of jealousy is usually because someone feels like they either like want your life or they're jealous that you can do something and they can't. But I feel like at the end of the day, that's not your problem. It's yeah. the other person's problem. Not only that, exactly. It's, it's, it's a reflection on themselves, how they think, whatever. That it, It's just more like, mm-hmm. and if you're, say you're the jealous friend, I, I, we talked about this in the friendship episode. Yeah. If you have a true friend, your guys' communication should be open, no matter what. Like, if you're yeah. being a bitch and you're being crabby, like, I know you're going to tell me. Come on, like, it is what, and like, vice versa. Or if I'm like, Savannah, like, and I want that to be a two-way street. If you have a true friend and she's being very jealous, like sit her down and be like, hey, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not trying to offend you. Like, I'm not trying to make you jealous, but like, what's up? Mm-hmm. If it's a true friendship, it should be able to be a very open conversation. It should be pretty simple. Yeah, it should be. Tips on relaxing, like true relaxation, still not doing stressful things. Do not fucking ask us that. I'm just kidding. I'm like, no, no, no stupid way. questions except that one. I'm like, what is relaxing? I don't we know don't do that. Is. Yeah, we literally do not do that. So I wish I had the answer. Please, if you guys hear this, please give me the answer. And I'm just joking. Like, that wasn't a stupid question. I love that you guys asked that or that someone asked that. But I genuinely, I don't have the answer. And I know this bitch definitely does not have the answer. Oh, hell no. I do not have the answer other than self-care. Take a gummy. Yeah, that shit works. That shit works. I genuinely have no other response to that. I don't relax. I don't either. To be honest with you, I could not tell you. I'm not the right person. We're not the right people. But we tried for you. Was that, what was that, the chair? Oh, it might have been the cord, maybe. Okay, whatever. We're hearing things now, apparently. When you guys were at your lowest, how did you make it out? The lowest, like... Like, just, like, a really life. low in your life. Like, how did you get out of a low? Did you just get your lips done? No, but Coast asked me that same thing. Do they look good? Do you like them? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, I would say my breaking point over the last couple of years was when I was in Iowa for clinicals. That was the lowest that I've been in a long time mentally. I might have, like, seen How'd you make it out? Okay. Just kept going. You just kept going. Honestly, the thing is, is you just have to take it one second, one minute, one day at a time. And it is that simple. Like if you're in a low point in your life, stop thinking of the big picture for a second and just take in that moment and be like, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be here. Today sucks, but you know what? There's tomorrow. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to make myself dinner and sit down and write this fucking paper for the hundredth time because that's just what you have to do. And before you know it, you'll look back and be like, oh, it's over. I was just talking to my brother about this. Um, he's balancing a job, a relationship, full-time in school, um, traveling. He's just got a lot going on, and he was complaining about it. And I said, you are 22 years old. It gets worse. You're f- no. I said, you're 22 years old. You're full-time in school. You work. You have a successful relationship. You're traveling. 
what fucking 22 year old has all that? I think it's all mindset. And I said, you are so blessed to have the things that are on your plate because again, the universe, God, whatever, trusts in you to withhold all that. And not only that, you're persevering through that. You persevere through the shit that you're going through. I think it's all mindset. And I know that sounds really cliche, but when my dad passed, that's the lowest I've ever been in my entire life. And I was like, I let myself feel, let yourself feel, don't ever stop that set a time limit on it. You don't need to dwell on the lost, on the hard forever. Set a time of like, be sad for a couple days, but this Mm -hmm. isn't forever. Change your mindset of like, you know what? This is on my plate, but I can make it. I'm going to make it. Start again by day to day. How can you change? How do you change your mindset, right? It starts with little things of like, you know what? I laid in bed because I was really depressed. I'm going to start by waking up and just getting some sunshine on my face. That's my step one. Like start small, step by step. Just know that like every hardship is not forever and I don't know. And you know what you need in those moments. I feel like a lot of times when you're at your lows, you know what you need. Like for me, sometimes it's putting my phone down and not answering the phone, not being on my phone at all because then I get sucked in and I, if I'm in that negative mindset set, everything turns negative. The jealousy kicks in, the comparison kicks in, the insecurities kick in. So just know that like, you know what you need. If you're like, I need to put my phone away and just take a walk, take a walk, go on that walk, do whatever you need to do, because it's sometimes that simple to switch the mindset. Sometimes it's something as little yeah. as that. Um, exercise, sun, um, also journaling, letting some stuff out, just like on your own mental mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the period of wanting to know you want, or the period of when you know you want to marry someone. I, so I've been with my husband for 12 13 long time like literally a long long time there was a point when we were dating it was after 10 years and I'm like all right bro like we were together for a long time are you gonna propose or what are we thinking here um I said if I was not engaged by I think it was 25 or 26 that I'd be like all right I'm moving on like I gave an ultimatum at that point because I'm like I don't want to wait because like what if he never did I'm like well then I don't want to waste like my prime years because as women we have to fucking think about that I'm like, by 25, if you're not going to propose, then I'm out. I'm dead. I didn't know that. I'm a very, like, control person. I love control. So I'm like, by 25. And then he did, and we were engaged for, like, two years, and there we go. Because I feel like, I feel like in your heart, deep down, you know if someone's your person, but the other person has to think that, too. Yeah. And it has to go both ways. And I feel like having communication is a key, because a lot of times when you sit down with someone, you're like, why are we not progressing? It's because they have things that they want to do before they progress. Or they feel like I have to have a stable job before I propose. I have right. to have a good money. Like, financial income. Like there's so many things and men and women are so different that it's important to really get in their mind and really ask them why. I think you and I definitely also have two different relationships, which I actually really love. Your yeah. relationship came with work. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys met young. You guys put in the time. You put in the energy. You put in the efforts. You put in the work. There's also other relationships that, as cliche as it sounds, when you know you know, it just came simple. And it's easier. It does not mean that my relationship has taken less work, but our end goal or like our, our, um, our journeys were just different. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I actually love that we've had two different relationships because it allows us to give different advice and different opinions. Someone has that, like, I've been asked that a lot of like, how did you know Raphael was the one? I just fucking knew. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how to explain it. There's so many people that say that, but there's some people that say we put in the time, we put each other first. We decided to wake up and choose each other every single day. It fucking is hard. And again, same, that's the same with Raphael and I right now of like we, every marriage, like you still got to wake up and choose each other every single day. Every marriage has hardships. Every relationship has hardships. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes back into every journey is different. And it's my journey with Raphael is meant to be different than your journey with your husband. Um, And it just, I think that's just life at the end of the day. um, I love that because again, we get to tell two different sides to each story. Yeah. I think if you're, if you have someone in your life where it's not, I just knew he was the one and he just knew I was the one and it just came easy. That's okay. It just means that are they worth the work? Are you worth the work to them? Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't be someone's second option. If you feel, if you're not getting what you need from the relationship, confront it. And if it's still not happening, that is something that has the potential to last forever. So you really have to take that into consideration too. Um, I have a question that I think is so fun. We're kind of switching gears, but I have to ask because I know exactly what I'm going to say to this one. Are you about to kill this bee? another one down I'm back okay what is something that we that you have taught one another or a habit you picked up from them Ooh, go ahead I feel like I have started to like talk like you there are certain things that I say that Coles will look at me and he's like okay Catherine I'm like huh I'm like what little mannerisms that I feel like when you're around someone a lot you pick up on little things like I've started to say y'all I'm like I'm not from the fucking south and I say y'all all the time like I'm from the I south know, I love y'all how y'all doing I'm like yeah uh, that's my that's a word in my vocabulary now mm-hmm. so little things like that that I don't notice but then after a while or when someone else points it out I'm like oh shit that kind of did but okay that kind of did <laughs> fuck but that I'm, bitch I'm not mad about it leave that out <laughs> What have I, I think something that I've learned from you is, um, and this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting answer. Okay. I've learned how to have energy when you have no energy. That's a compliment. I'm going to take that. Because you are like exhausted. You could literally have zero in your cup and you, f- you flip it on. And it's taught me that like, it's not all about us. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. Sometimes like you got to show up for other people. And granted, I've always been the person that's like, if you have an empty fucking cup, how do you fill other people's take care of yourself? Grant, I still believe that. Yep. But I do think there are certain situations where you have to show up and you have taught me that of like, I've been very selfish a lot of the time with my time and with my mental state. And there's some people that are worth the exhaustion there's some events that are worth going to, even though it's expensive, you're tired, you don't want to be around these people, but the networking, the experience is worth it. You've taught me a lot of that of just like, cause there was a lot of people in my circle that are like, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. And I'm like, but I just wanted a friend to do it with. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure a lot of times where you're like, does this cost me money? Do I want to be doing this? Am I tired? In New York, I was sick. Come to find out, I probably had fucking COVID. She's like, it's allergies. I literally pushed through and I was like, no, I feel like I have the flu, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually kind of sad because unfortunately bleeped this out. But like I was probably spreading COVID and I didn't know it. And I regret that because me being me, like 
I'm very upset about that. But at the, like, I didn't realize COVID was going around and I genuinely thought it was allergies. She was like, the symptoms you have. And I, okay, we're getting off topic. And you took but, allergy medicine and it helped. And it was helping. So, so I'm like, I don't know, but I'm assuming since when you got COVID, you and I were together and like, I, you didn't know you had COVID at the time and I didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, well maybe that means that I'm the one that had it first. Anyways, with that being said, is like you, you were like, we got to keep pushing. Like we signed up for these events. We are here. We're not going to ruin this opportunity. And I pulled from a cup that I had literally there. It was dry and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I feel like shit, but you're right. It's worth the energy and it's worth mustering it up and we'll live when we're dead or we'll sleep when we're dead. And I love it so much. I love it. Thank you. I love that because that, that used to be me until I had no one in my circle that was like that. And I started becoming less and less of who I wanted to be because I was trying to just like dull myself down and like, I don't know. I just, I think that it, I kind of lost sight of like who I wanted to be. And you've kind of brought more of that energy and that light and, and energy. So I love that. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you say y'all bitch. Bye. Well, I do. I'm like y'all, but that was like mannerisms. No, it's fine. You know, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. You keep pulling from that empty cup, girl. I got you. <laughs> but no for real it is I've always said my life motto is fake it till you make it and that was something growing up that my mom just always said and you look back and you don't remember how tired you were you remember how fun those events were you're like okay yeah I was sick but like you don't remember what it felt like to be sick in those days yeah like it was just fun and I don't want to say that for everything because there's a lot of shit that Savannah gives energy to that I'm like stop it right now but I will say like I do appreciate you for always pulling through and just like just saying like just like that Mm -hmm. like in a couple of years, we're going to be happier that we went versus yeah. that we didn't. I do. One thing that I picked up from you, since we turn this deeper, I'll turn it deeper than y'all, um, is that you've taught me how to go for my goals and believe in myself. That's something that I will love you forever for because I don't have people in my circle that push me. I'm usually the person that pushes people. And that's something that goes into having, pulling from an empty cup is I'm used to pulling from an empty cup. So I can, I continue to do that. I'm going to cut her off because you do have family very much so that True. pushes you to clarify though, because yes. if Connie's ever listening, she's like, um, excuse me, little girl. I've been pushing you your whole goddamn life. No, my parents are very supportive. I push you in your creative ventures and doing what you want. Mm-hmm. I think you've followed the path that your parents push you for and you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're proud of you for that. But I, and I'm proud of you for that. I love that you chased after stuff, but I, I think there's more to life than just a degree. I think like you want to fulfill and you want to fill your cup with however that fulfills you. So you are correct. I push you Mm -hmm. to chase after that. That's actually something that Raphael taught me of like, if you don't believe in yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't put in the work for yourself, that's where like when you, when you're talking about your social medias or whatever, and you're like, well, it's not doing well. And it's like, at the end of the day, did you post the content for you or did you post it for the viewers? And you're like, well, I liked the content. I was like, keep that up. Keep doing that. Like you just be yourself, do it for yourself. It will come. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know I cut you off, but I was like, no. I didn't want someone to be listening. Like, if your mom's ever listening, or like your sister, and you're like, "Are you kidding me? We literally push you in fucking everything." No, like, no, they definitely push me, and I definitely thank them for that. But friend-wise, and like friend groups, I feel like I've never had a friend that pushes me in the way that you do to think outside of the box and like, what do I really want? Push, so push, you can take that one over push, there. Do your push. little happy dance, girl. No, I'm singing. Push it, push it. I'm just kidding. I'm like, wait a second. I gotta like that song. Right. Santu's going to edit the with the push it. Right. Music. I love it. What else? Honestly, let's look at these questions. I feel like we answered a lot of them. I don't. I know. We might be able to wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, girl. Wrap it up. Oh, there's. But like she wrap said. Wrap around. You remember that TikTok sound? No. Wrap around. 
wrap around. Whatever. I feel like I need to like go and like refresh all my mind with all these TikTok sounds because you'll say one and I'm like, uh huh, yeah. Yeah, I consume a lot of content. You don't. It's okay. You were getting a doctorate degree or whatever the fuck. Right. Um. So let's talk about our upcoming future. We are not going to be filming until probably after my nose, right? Probably. I'm unless maybe when your splint is off and then you see kind of like how the bruising looks. Honestly, I'm down to film. So my surgery is next week. This will be a couple weeks. A- this will be out a week after my yeah. surgery. Um, so it'll at least give us a little bit of time so I can recover. She is going to be the one taking care of me. So outside of surgery, I'm going straight to her family's house. Um, her mom is also a medical provider. Your sister's in the med field. Like, yeah. So I'm locked and loaded. I'm going to have way more, way more bedside manner than Raphael would have given me at your place than Literally. I would at mine. So that's coming up. Other than that, um, people pay for overnight nurses. So, you know, you just get me and my mom and my sister, all three of us. How much are you going to charge me? <laughs> three. Free. Cause I'm going to take a hell of a lot of videos that you go. Right. So hopefully we have some fun behind the scenes content of like me on anesthesia, recovering. Um, what else? That's really the big thing coming up in the next month. Uh-huh. Um, Really, I feel like this is the lull before the busy season. Yes. Once the holidays hit, oh. We got some travel coming up. Both Stan yeah. and I have some stuff we got to get done in October. We go to Sweden in November, so. Are you going to Texas in soon? October. October. I'm going for a conference in October, but I feel like this next, like, couple weeks, I'm like, it feels good to just yes. be. Just yes. be for a little bit. I was just talking about that the other day. I was like, right now I'm just pouring a ton of energy into the podcast because yeah. as soon as um, holiday season kind of picks up for my personal brand um, online, it's just, it's just going to be busy and then traveling for the podcast. So I will be in Texas for a different reason than you are. Follow over on I Think I'm Human too. That'll be on that podcast. Um, oh, shit. I'm excited. Oh. I'm excited. And then, yeah, other than that, we don't really have any life updates to go over. Not yet, but come back next week because I'm sure we'll have some next week. Things Hopefully. change rapidly. Right. Hopefully, we'll have some artwork. We'll have some plants. We don't know. Yeah, you guys saw the first stage of just the rug, and now there's chairs and now a table. Now just a chair and a table. And she cute. She cute, she cute. I love these. They're so. I kind of want one for like my office at home. I like that the texture of them. And I also like yeah. that I feel like you can't tell if they're dirty, like if they get dirty. No, they're kind of like that, like, like dusty rose color. And I also love the swivel. Oh, yeah. Before you got here, I was trying to spin around in this chair. Hit the wall a couple times. I but like the way she swivel, swivel. It folds. She makes me want to wiggle, wiggle. I don't even know the song. That's okay. The that I know. We love you so much. Love I hope you. my nose is beautiful. I'm manifesting a wonderful, fantastic fucking nose. It's going to be great. It is going to be so great. You're going to be purple for a while, but... It's going to look cute. Bleep it's that shit look, out. Look good, look, look good purple, too. Let's I'm be real. I'm ready to bleep this shit out. <laughs> bleep that shit out. Thanks Goodbye. for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.